You guys gotta bear with me. Um, been kind of sick the past couple days. So, anyway, so we're gonna talk about the national anthem protest. Something that has um, been striking me the wrong way for a couple years now. Uh, since August 2016, some U.S. athletes have protested silently against the systematic oppression, equality, and social injustice of racism and injustice in our criminal system. Oppression of people of color in the United States and not to show pride for any for a flag in a country that oppresses black people. Colin Kaepernick is credited with starting this movement. I think people need to understand a couple things about Colin Kaepernick. First off. Kaepernick was ranked as a terrible quarterback at the time that he started this movement. A lot of people stated he was difficult to work with that was within the league. He was being he was being benched at the time. He saw an opportunity to do something to get a ton of attention. He was doing it for attention and more money and nothing more. He attended he attended Turlock High School. Turlock High School. His high school was awarded the California Distinguished School Award in 2007. He was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He went to college in Nevada. His mother, Heidi Russo, a 19-year-old who was single at the time, his birth father separated from Russo before Kaepernick was born. Russo played him, uh, placed him up for adoption with Rick and Teresa Kaepernick, a couple who had two older children, son, Kyle, and daughter, Devon. They decided to adopt him after losing two other sons to heart uh, defects. Kaepernick's father is black and his mother is white. He started football at age eight years old. He had a 4.0 GPA in high school. His his high school year, he was nominated All-State Selection, as well as he was the most valued player at Central California Conference. People need to understand this information and understand that he never experienced oppression. He never experienced police brutality. He never experienced gang life or even ran down or even spent time in ran down neighborhoods. He was raised in a very nice neighborhood, a suburb. He was considered the all-star jock by the community he grew up in. This little bit of information truly backs up the claims that he does not truly care about this phony cause that he helped create. He saw the Black Lives Matter movement. Then one day he said to himself, If I do this, well, then I'll be noticed again. The spotlight will be on me once again. After all, most players are African American. A lot have truly experienced a tough life. They will back me. Plus, once more, the urban community will back me. Then I could be in demand again, with the whole world watch me. Guess what? Since most people are sheep, it actually worked. He has been named GQ Citizen of the Year, honored by the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Legacy Award, the Ambassador of Conscious Award. Uh, just pathetic, really. He even married a Muslim woman, even though he is a staunch Christian. Well, at least he claims he is. He found a way to gain the support of the Islamic community by doing this. He has been offered two NFL contracts, and he turned them both down, saying it was not enough money. He was worth more than that. Nike figured sales are way down due to the slave labor controversy that was happening. Let's sign Colin Kaepernick. Make him our face. Then the low-income neighborhoods would forget about the controversy and start buying our merchandise again. Guess what? Once again, like I said before, most people are sheep for the most part, so it worked. Nike does not give a damn, just like Kaepernick does not give a damn. Both parties care about profit. 
There is a saying in the business world. No such thing as bad PR. Even bad PR creates business. Word of mouth grows. People buy into it. Either liking what they are about or to be rebellious. One of the two reasons. The only problem Nike had was Kaepernick on his website started selling jerseys, shirts, stickers, and all kinds of merchandise without Nike's consent. Being a fact that he still is, I am sure they worked out something. Or the result of Nike uh, stocks sinking and then exploding back up. They probably simply, eh, they're making enough to where they just don't care. I will say people burning their merchandise they have already bought accomplishes nothing. All you're doing is making yourself look stupid. Kaepernick and Nike just start just stay laughing at the sheep's uh, the sheep being responding and keep buying merchandise. The way to go is do not purchase uh, his merchandise or Nike's for enough of a time period. It actually puts a dent in their wallets. I say enough of a time period because it does take time. The, only then will they give two shits and then go. Well, maybe we fucked up. We got to do something to fix it. However, now that we got that, those two giant elephants out of the room, let's move on. With the whole NFL silent protesters going, still going on, let's be honest. Where the hell are the players when, the, when it's the offseason? Oh, yeah, camera's off. They are living in their mansions, going to parties, clubs, vacations. So I guess their protests only matter during the season. The only reason why the NFL League does not fire them, well, it is common sense. They won't have any team members left to play any games, which means no income for the league to make. The average player makes about $2.1 million a year. A star quarterback makes $20 million a year. Yeah, I guess they they really are oppressed, right? If they are a free agent, then they can make even more. NFL cheerleaders make between $75 to $150 per game, $50 an hour for special corporate events. Enlisted military in a year make $19,659 a year. Highest enlisted, however, can make $30,556 a year. The average salary yearly for most police officers is $53,941. However, in smaller communities, it could be far less. And why did I include these numbers? easy. Every time they kneel for our national anthem, stand on our flag, they are slapping our military and police officers in the face. Look how much more they make a year than them. Yeah, they played a hard game, and they can even get injured. However, our military are facing biological weapons, missiles, getting shot or exploded by landmines. Also, they have the freedom to act like self-entitled little children throwing a little pity uh, pity potter Pity party, sorry, pardon me, I just woke up. Officers are getting paid uh, so little, and they put themselves in harm's way every single day. Their families, every day, have no clue if they will make it home. They have mansions. Our military and police officers go home to apartments or just regular everyday-sized houses. Every single Sunday, they see you disrespecting their professions and themselves. I love the fact that the handful of NFL players that have went on ride-alongs with police officers have changed their minds completely. Not sure the issue, however. I'm not sure of the issue, however. Sports Illustrated did run an article about it. 
I am a San Francisco's 49ers fan and have been my whole life. However, since the start of these protests back in 2016, I have not watched one single game, not even the Super Bowl. Now, college, I will occasionally. Now that we have numbers and common sense out of the way, let's move on. I want to point out something. Do these players not see the example they are putting out there? You are teaching the urban youth to hate the police and the military. They are, there are cases of youth football players getting kicked off of high school athletics programs, and even worse, school, because they are repeating your sympathetic examples that you are putting out. Some of these kids, sports is all they have. I'm not saying they are not intelligent, but they feel it is the ticket out of the ghetto. However, they want to make their profession, uh, professional athletic, athletic heroes very proud of them. I guess what sheep, your heroes don't care about you. Guess what sheep, your heroes don't care about you. They just use your personal feelings and environment to further their careers and their photo chances. They figure maybe if I go to Compton, Oakland, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, etc., etc., and pose with some urban youth, I will make a newspaper or magazine cover or get a bigger paycheck. Hell, they want you to buy their jerseys and shoes. Understand earlier when I went over their salaries. Understand the amount of money they make off the merchandise was not included in these figures. They make a ton off of it. On top of their average $2.1 million contracts. See, people, how much more simpler it is to understand why most Americans are upset. There was a time when flag burning was a crime, along with defacing it, including stomping on it. I think the United States versus Ikran was a the ruling was a mistake. This ruling stated that the prohibition of burning of the U.S. flag uh, conflicts with the First Amendment right to free speech, and therefore is unconstitutional. You define, you stomp, you burn, you rip, def- uh, anything to our flag of any kind of damage. I feel not only should you be arrested and charged, then the court should offer you a ticket to any other country you want to move to, then strip you of your United States citizenship. When you do these things to our flag, you are spitting and disrespecting the men and women who have died for that flag. So you have freedoms of this great country that so many people risk their life to come here. Some people will give up everything they know, everything they care for to come to our great country. Our country stands for freedom, where we have rights as well as a chance to determine our government's decisions. You are also disrespecting so many people that have deceased family members, so do not sit there and pretend you are some great social injustice warrior. You want to prove something? Fight for our nation. Quit acting like spoiled children that did not get their way. Now to the athletes, you get paid to play a game, so do your damn job and play the game. You want to kneel and protest, then go to D.C. and do it. Like everyone else has throughout our nation's history. You do not pay our citizens' cable bill. The majority of the people do not want to see you doing that. So I hope that your stadiums keep getting empty and more and more. I hope your numerous NFL channels keep getting less and less subscribers. I hope our citizens keep protesting NFL games for another three to four years. Until the NFL League does something to change some actions and basically are forced to change their minds on the stance. Now, going back over all this, understand that Muhammad Ali back in the day in the 60s and 70s, he was trying to achieve something that 
was amazing. The 60s and the 70s was very big in protesting. They really had some real issues that they were trying to change. No one could deny that fact. At all. Um, There's a lot of fucked up things going on throughout our country's history during those two time periods. And you would have to be an oxymoron not to see it or not to, you know, validate that. So I do feel that those athletes at the time that was doing that, and these are the same athletes that Colin Kaepernick says that he's trying to be like. But those athletes really were going through some hardships. They were even going through hardships within their own league because there was so much hidden racism within the world of boxing, within the world of NFL, within the world of baseball. I mean, at one point they had an all-black in a MLB league. You know what I mean? Athletes actually did protest and change that. That was a good thing. The reason why I wanted to include it so much on Kaepernick was because when you talk to a lot of people of a certain age group, they have a tendency to say that, oh, he's fighting for, you don't know what it's like unless you're a black male in America and you don't understand, so he's fighting for all of us. And No, he's not. (laughs) He's not fighting for all of you. He's fighting for a way to gain attention. He's fighting for a way to gain camera spotlight back onto him. That's what he's really doing. He don't give a damn about what you're going through. And that's why I attended so much. That's why I put so much information out there about where he grew up at, the high school he grew up at, the community he grew up at. Um, there is an actual equal medium of ethnicities within that community. I don't know off the top of my head, but I want to say it was like 10% white, 10% black, 10% Latin, 10% Asian. Um, it's a migrant farming type of community. Um, it's also a city within itself. He didn't experience anything like what he's trying to fight against. He's just trying to, he jumped on board to a cause because his career was sinking rapidly. And he thought to himself, let me get behind this cause so I can gain even more attention to myself. And that's really what I was trying to touch bases on. That's really what he was doing. There's not enough people to understand that that's actually the method behind what he was doing. It's so much more simpler than what they're trying to make it out to be. And the fact that he's doing it made me really get rid of everything I had that was Kaepernick. Because I'll be honest, at one time, he was one of my favorite athletes. I thought he was doing a damn good job. And then something happened. You know what I mean? It was right after that Super Bowl when everything started going downhill. So, I also want to touch on the psychological aspect within it, which is why I included so much information about there's a lot of urban youth trying to repeat it. There's, there's cases of kids that's losing their chances to play athletics because they're trying to prove a statement, just like the, what they see on the NFL league. So, while these players are getting paid $2.1 million and they're doing this on TV, these kids, they're not making that much. All they're doing is trying to be rebellious because they see what you're doing. So that's the example you're putting forth. So it's kind of like, how would you feel if you had a kid that was in athletics doing that and got kicked off the league, then what? Because honestly, I don't see too many of y'all during the offseason in front of the White House protesting. Now, I did meet a young gentleman at one point who tried to raise up the argument about Kaepernick to me. I said, I use the word try loosely um, about how he has been spotted in, you know, doing things when the uh, different rallies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You have because he had to. And here's why. 
He has to keep the momentum going. He has to keep the pictures going. He has to keep the photo ops going. He has to keep the awards going, or his name is just going to fucking die off just as fast as it got big, and he knows that. That's what it's really about. Because every time any one of those things happen, more people buy his shit, his merchandise. More people run articles about him. That's why I included the fact that He's been offered two NFL contracts and turned both of them down, saying that he's worth more money than that. It's always been about money to him. You just have to get that out of the way and understand that. Because so many people don't understand that. So to me, the whole kneeling controversy is much deeper than what people are making it out to be. To me, it's a whole sports league disrespecting every veteran and every single police officer. That's what it really says to me. And you could sit there and try to tell me that it's about racial injustice and racial inequality because it's not. It's not about that. That's why I included the stats about <coughs> Again, I apologize. I am coming over a sickness right now. <coughs> That's the reason why there hasn't been too many podcasts. Anyways, <coughs> That's the, you know, <coughs> trying to remember what I was saying. That's the reason why it pisses me off so much is there's that has nothing to do with anything and the rest of the athletes are just jumping on the bandwagon because they're trying to keep the league allowing them to do it at one at one point there was debate about the league actually finding the players but like i said before as far as the nfl league is considered i mean if they were to fire every player that's doing the kneeling protest then they wouldn't have any players to play the game. If they don't have any players to play the game, then they're not going to make any money at all. That's the only reason why they don't. You get what I'm saying? So you have to understand that. Now, I do understand the fact that there are people out there that are professional players that have... uh, extreme gang ties that they really did come from that lifestyle uh, you know what i mean um and that's great kaepernick's not one of them you know what i mean it's only recently that he's actually been spotted with certain type of elements because they're crowding around him and protecting him you know what i mean now i have lived in certain neighborhoods that are really bad and I have seen police that are corrupt. Um, you know what I mean? I, myself included. I've had my head banged against the side of a squad car. I've had handcuffs around me for three weeks where they put the handcuffs on me. The You know what I mean? The pattern from the handcuff was still on there three weeks later. So I've experienced that. However, I also do not judge a whole profession by the actions of some. I think you'd have to be a moron to say that that's okay. If you're going to sit there and try to say that, oh, this happened down in this place, so every single person that's a member of their police force or every single military soldier is all bad because of the actions of some. There are some cases out there of some of our soldiers doing some fucked up shit overseas. Just as well, there are some slim cases of police officers that are corrupt or do whatever. But you can't judge the whole profession by the actions of some people. When you do that, 
you contribute to the problem and not trying to fix the problem. So you have to look at it like that. These people that you're protesting and get are putting their lives on the line every single day. You know, I wanted to add in a little civic earlier about the. There's a lot of police officers out there, and whenever they give their kids a kiss by, they don't know if they're going to make it home at the end of the night. At the end of their shift, they don't know if the next car that they pull over might just shoot them in the head. And nowadays, there's so much immediate. Uh, media attention and there's so much tension in general that is far worse that's why i want to say i salute the nfl players that have went on police ride-alongs and have changed their minds after doing that um because i feel like more of them need to do it to see what's really going on because nowadays it's really bad um one of the nfl players that went on a ride-along actually said that he changed his mind. He was riding with the African-American police officer, he said, and it was in, I want to say it was in Compton or Inglewood. And he said that at one point he pulled over a girl and immediately she started getting out of the camera using racial slurs to him. And the girl was African-American, calling him a house, you know, the N-word. And how he's working for Uncle Tom and this and that, he ain't truly black and he, she's going to film everything and ruin his career, blah, 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 blah. You know, I kind of feel like the athlete kind of brushed that one off. But he said that he went, he pulled over this uh, Mexican at one point who had gang ties. In fact, whenever, you know, the officer was explaining to him that whenever they were running the tags, that's what came back. He said he asked himself, you have like less than a minute of a reaction time of if this person is going to shoot you or not. And he said he asked himself, what kind of judgment would he make? What kind of judgment call would he make automatically while pulling over somebody like that? And he said that's what changed his mind about it because he put himself in the an officer's shoes, so to speak. You know what I mean? And that's what you, more people got to do. I'm not spoken about it because I have a lot of pride for our country. And I'm seeing a lot of people... That don't. It's almost becoming like it's a trend to quote unquote unquote, being against the American flag, to be against our government. It's almost becoming like it's a trend to do this. Um, It's like getting a stripe, so to speak. And that's just pathetic. Um, The United States flag, it means so much, it means freedom of a country that you're not going to get anywhere else. Understand that there are people that have given up every single thing that they know. Everything they know, all their lives, everything that they have known, they have given up. Risk their very life and being for a simple chance to become, to get to the United States. Um, And again, I'm not talking about illegal immigrants. I'm talking about legal immigrants. One of these legal immigrants was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, He did this video of five rules to success a while back. And whenever he was going into detail about this lecture, he was explaining how when he was just a poor kid in Austria and said that he wanted to come to America to win the bodybuilding championship. And everybody was like, you're just an Austrian kid. You have no money. 
You have no spouse. You have no one to help you do this. It's foolish to think of such things. It's foolish to entertain the thoughts of you actually being able to achieve this. And Arnold said that he started working out and he um, gained different European League uh, championships. And eventually he made it to America where he became a legal citizen. Not illegal, legal. There's a difference. You know, he said he, he didn't know how to speak English. He didn't know anything about American culture other than what he saw on TV. And he was willing to give up everything for the chance to come to the greatest country of the world. This is by his own words. And then he said he got here. He said that this is a land of opportunity. So I'm going to gain some opportunity. And people said, you're crazy. You're crazy. You can't, you can't become an actor. Your, your accent is just too thick. I mean, no one's going to hire you. You know, he said, this is a land of opportunity. I believe I could do anything. So he said that he, he went to speech classes. And he finally learned how to speak good enough English to where he was still struggling to get a role. You know, and people, he said that people would say, well, maybe we can hire you as the bouncer. <laughs> you know and we could do that but they, he said that people would say your name is too long no one's ever going to want to see your name and your picture on the front of a cinema poster as a starring role it will never happen he said that I proved him wrong he said then I proved him wrong again when they said you want to become mayor you can't you can't become the governor of California, you know, he said that he thought about running for mayor. He thought about running for city officials. And he said that he was joking around and said that his name was too long. And he said it would never work. So he eventually ran for governor of California and he finally won as governor of California. He said at that point, I wanted to move on to more. The reason why I give him as an example of is because he did it legally. He didn't have anything. Nothing. Uh, he said that he didn't have hardly any food. He was living at different gyms. Um, you know what I mean? And, you know, that's just what his life was at that point. But he never gave up. I wanted to give this as an example of a form of legal immigration versus illegal immigration. Because he did do it legally. And he did it the hard way. But he did it. I also wanted to touch bases on that for another reason. I mean, it may kind of lost you guys. Like I said, I'm not feeling too good, so I'm not 100% up to my game the way I normally would be. Um, <laughs> I mean, a rough couple days. Um, however, you know, when they kneel on the flag, they're also kneeling in the face of all these people that have risked their lives and giving up everything to come to this country. They're like slapping them in the face. They're slapping the police officers in the face. They're slapping the military in the uh, face. They're slapping people who are Boy Scouts in the face. Anybody and everybody that carries that flag as a badge of honor, they're slapping them in the face. Saying, you don't know what it's like. Really? I'm pretty sure we all know what it's quote-unquote like. Nowadays, you got to understand some things. For instance, the police officers, they have a little tactic they use, such as studying body language. 
This is one of the things that go over in the police academy. They study body language. So, to the people that saying that there's police corruption in bad neighborhoods, is there really? Because I'm not saying that there isn't. And in fact, there probably, there probably is a little bit, but not every single one of them. But here's the deal. If they're patrolling in a neighborhood that's a known gang activity neighborhood or a known drug neighborhood, or even if you're in a residential neighborhood that's not in a big city, but you're just left the house that's a known drug house. Well, there's about a 60 to 70 percent chance that you might get pulled over leaving these areas. And here's the reason why. As I said before. As I said before, there are no neighborhoods for activity. This is the reason why they get pulled over. You know, um, cops get behind them and they'll stiffen up real tight like, you know, and not move around. Or they'll turn down their music drastically or they'll reduce their speed. They'll turn drastically. And these are all things that tell the police officer to pull them over. Because again, they're studying body language. On top of that, you're in an already known neighborhood or you're leaving a known house. This all registers to them is valid reasons to pull you over. It's not because of your skin color, because guess what? There's white kids that go to these neighborhoods that get pulled over to and immediately searched. Even if they got a Bible on their lap. <laughs> you just don't hear about them because CNN isn't reporting about it. Now, vice versa, and I told this to a group of guys one time, you know, it was actually a really good friend of mine. Him and all our homeboys are walking and saying, man, they fucking pulled us over just because of the way we look, man, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? This is around 2015 when this happened. No, no, back up. It was probably around 2013, 2014, something like that. Um, I said, really? Because that African-American gentleman that just got off the bus with a suit and a briefcase, he got off roughly around the same time you did. And they're not pulling him over. I said, the reason why they're pulling you over is everybody's wearing the same color. And your homeboy right here has a picture of a pot leaf with a bunch of different buds going around it. That's like wearing a big blinking sign that says, pull me over and look at what we're doing. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the... That's the thing about that. Again, I wanted to touch bases on that because it's such a small example of such a larger issue. You know, when I worded it like that, at first they were pissed off, you know. And then after a little bit, they were like, you know what, you got you kind of got a point. I'm like, I know I got a point. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not going to pull over the dude in the suit because he looked like he just got off of the bus from work. They're pulling you over because there's five of you and you guys look like gang members. It's kind of like they'd be a moron not to do it, honestly. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. It's not about your race. It's about the environment you're in. It's about the actions you're taking place. It's about your character. It's about how you're carrying yourself and what you're doing, where you're coming from. You gotta add in all this to the equation to understand it. I mean, NFL players need to wake up and realize if they don't change their ways, the stadiums are gonna keep getting emptier and emptier. And you know what? 
I hope they do. Because there's enough people right now that are not supporting the NFL League in any shape, form, or way. Um, there's studies coming out to where their stadiums are dwindling down to half the staff that they used to, meaning half the seats are being sold. Um, half the seats are being sold because enough people are getting pissed off about it, and they're not supporting the league. And um, I think that's the way it needs to continue going. Um, I don't think any other way is going to work. In order for it to work, to stop this ridiculous kneeling at the national anthem, um, in order for this to work, people really do have to stop buying NFL merchandise. Stop the subscriptions to the NFL packages. Stop the going and watching games. Stop buying Nikes. Stop buying their merchandise. And people, this isn't going to be, oh, wow, it's been five months, so let's see the change. No, 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 no. It's going to be, it's been four years. Wow, what the fuck are we going to do? We've lost sales for four years. Because you're talking about a multi-million dollar fucking industry. Almost on the brink of a billion. I I don't know if they're a billion, but they might be close to it. So in order for their pockets to start getting dent, it's going to take years of people doing it nonstop before they finally go, we should probably change some things around. You know what I mean? Because they're not going to, you could, you could, this is going on the second year. Maybe in another two years, they might actually go, holy shit, we need to change some shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? We need to change some shit because this is getting out of hand. In order for big businesses to be affected, it takes time to affect them. This isn't going to be like, you know, like I said before, it's not going to be like a year and you're going to make them lose enough money to where they go. Maybe we were in the wrong. You're talking it needs to be a couple of years so they're losing so much money that they're like, holy shit, how are we going to bounce back? And that's what I'm talking about. So I'm sorry for this um, podcast being so short. Um, Like I was saying, I try to put a disclaimer in the information. Um, I'm going through some changes right now with how I'm going to do stuff. Um, Because, you know, after all, I don't get paid for this. So I'm going through some changes and... um, I'm going to be able to broadcast some more. I am planning on it. Um, on top of this short one, I'm already in the process of halfway done with another one. Um, so there is more coming. Um, this one was supposed to be more intense than this. Um, I know most people probably are expecting that, and I'm sorry if it wasn't. Um, it's real hard for me to get loud right now because of uh, my health. And what I'm going through. So it's real hard for me to get loud because anytime I breathe too much, um, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go into detail. It's kind of gross. But let's just say I'm I'm seeing the end zone. <laughs> ironic. I had to use something ironic. I'm seeing the end zone of this sickness. So hopefully I'll be back fully par in no time. And um, hopefully it won't be. Hopefully it'll be before three days. But uh, like I said, um, long story short, um, 
due to un- unseen Ferguson, uh, unseen circumstances happening. Um, expect probably more podcasts coming back to back. Um, more or less the way I'm being forced to do it because there's a small group of people that um, try to make it difficult, and that's fine. I battled the worst of them, and I'll keep battling the best of them. I don't back down for nobody. Um, however, I also believe in an intelligent fight. You know what I mean? Back in my younger days, I might have been like, you know, fuck you right away and go, you know, full horns out. Um, now I got to think intelligently, the intelligent fight. However, with that out of the way, one last thing to say. Take heed of what I said. People, the NFLE are reporting stadiums are emptying out by like half. Maybe not all teams, but enough. So maybe in the next two years of all of us doing the same thing that we've been doing for the past two years, maybe then, maybe then, they'll start finding these players, firing these players, and rehiring greater players that will stand up for our anthem, that will be thankful for the opportunity to play a game in the greatest country in the world. Because... It is the greatest country in the world. You know, I think they should be thankful that they make that much money. $2.1 million a year. $2.1 million a year. Most of us, if not all of us, would kill for half of that a year. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So understand that. But the only way to make them quit acting like a bunch of self-entitled little children is to keep doing what we're doing. So keep doing it. Because they're not going to win in the end. It might be looking like right now that they are in. A lot of times in battle, that's what you'll get. Some people will say they're winning. But then before they're in the blink of an eye, it could change. And they find out they weren't. Because their opponents are strategizing. And they're actually thinking about what they're going to do. And I think that's what majority of fans are doing. It's kind of hard for us being fans not to watch a game, to be honest with you. I know it's hard for me. <laughs> like I said, I mean, I love the San Francisco Niners. But I haven't watched the game since 2016. Not for any other reason other than the fact that I've refused to support a league that stands behind players disrespecting veterans and disrespecting police officers I just I cannot stand by you as a profession and allow you to allow them to be disrespectful to these individuals I just can't do it I will not support it and until they change I will continue to not support them because although I'm just a small little bit of change on the bottom of a change bucket it doesn't mean I'm going to move and it doesn't mean I'm going to quit you know what I mean it just don't so hopefully all of, all of you can get behind that. I understand when I just wanted to touch bases so you have a more grasp of understanding of what this whole kneeling for the anthem thing really is about. Why it was really started and where it might end up. <coughs> That's kind of what I was trying to do. I wanted you to understand just how the whole thing transpired, where it came from, a little bit of background about the person that started it where it could end up, 
and the in the silver lining at the end of the day. So I'm gonna go ahead and sign off. Um, but uh, again, thank you guys for being patient. I hope you guys stay patient because as you've seen, this is a uh, lot smaller of a podcast, and uh, it was difficult for me to do because I'm having a hard time breathing. Um, but I'll be back at the full park again. Just give me a couple days. We'll be back at it. All right. Blue collar thoughts. Once again, have a good evening.